0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 1428 today. I'm starting a series on the idea of brand fatigue with Star Wars and explaining just what it is I mean by that because I think I have a slightly different spin on it. And we're going to start today by talking about the MCU in comparison. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Road and you're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7 the only daily Star Wars podcast Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. So while we wait for the second weekend results for Solo A Star Wars Story at the box office, I thought it might be fun to talk about this idea of brand fatigue. The idea that, hey, maybe casual moviegoers in general and Star Wars fans in specific are not as thrilled by the fourth movie in three and a half years. The idea that, hey, maybe too much Star Wars isn't necessarily a good thing, that we're finally hitting the point where we're testing the market's desire for a certain level of Star Wars. And, this brand fatigue idea doesn't necessarily hold water with a lot of people. And one of the reasons that gets cited is the comparison to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. People say, well, you know, they're releasing two and three movies at a time and they're doing fantastic at the box office. You know, you've got Avengers Infinity War doing tremendous business and Black Panther came out just a couple months before that and Deadpool doing good business now. And so, you know, that's a brand where brand fatigue isn't even an issue at all. And so, how can you say that brand fatigue is an issue with Star Wars when they're not releasing nearly as many movies? Well, here's the thing. What Star Wars looks like right now is kind of similar to what the Marvel Cinematic Universe looked like back in 2008, but not even because the release schedule is still actively more aggressive by comparison. So, if you look back at the release dates for the movies for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the first one, the original Iron Man movie, came out in May of 2008. Now, the next one in the Cinematic Universe was the Incredible Hulk movie that came out exactly one month later in June, but I don't think anybody really considered that one to be a, you know, MCU <laughs> movie in specific. But when you go to the next one from there, The next one from there is Iron Man 2, and it came out two years later in 2010, May of 2010. So, wiping the Hulk from the equation, which it was the Ed Norton Hulk, okay? So, you know, it wasn't the Eric Bana Hulk either, but it wasn't the Mark Ruffalo Hulk. So, we're talking about a different animal. I'm very well convinced of that. You're talking about two years in between the first two cinematic universe movies of note, the first and the second Iron Man movies. And the next movie that came out was one year after that. It was the Thor movie, the first Thor movie in May of 2011. It was followed in short order by the Captain America movie in July of 2011. And they roughly made about the same amount of money, around $180 million domestic. It was like $181 for Thor and $186 for Captain America. But here's where the very strange mistake. Uh, that has been perpetuating the discussion has happened. So it's four movies in three and a half years for the Marvel Cinematic Universe when it got started. And I think most outlets where you read about Star Wars' situation right now, they're saying the same thing, four movies in three and a half years that's actually not the case. The math is wrong. It's actually four movies in the space of two and a half years. If you start the clock running in December of 2015 with The Force Awakens, then one year later, you've got two movies because Rogue One is out. Two years later, you've got three movies because The Last Jedi is out. And then two and a half years later, you've got four movies because Solo A Star Wars Story is out. So it's actually four movies in two and a half years, not in three and a half years. So they're already on a more aggressive pattern than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you can see when the MCU got its phase one start, they were very deliberate with their buildup. I mean, two years between the first two movies, and then a year between, you know, the second and the third movies. And then they tried to push the envelope a bit with two, you know, two months between three and four. And... It didn't really have an effect on anything, and the fact that it was dealing with a single character, and I would say Thor and Captain America, eh, not as exciting as Iron Man by comparison, so you can kind of see how those two movies wouldn't necessarily do as well as Iron Man at the box office. But hey, they both did better than that Incredible Hulk movie. So, you know, there's always a victory to be found in these things. Anyway, so that's the first part of the brand fatigue idea. The fact that most outlets seem to have the numbers wrong, that Star Wars is actually four movies in the space of two and a half years versus four movies in the space of three and a half years for the kickoff of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that they're comparing apples to oranges in that... We're not talking about a situation where it's Black Panther and Infinity War coming out two months later and that that's what the whole comparison should be based on. It really should be based on how the cinematic universe started ramping up because we're looking at the ramp up of Star Wars itself, too. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and then we will do last Jedi trivia. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Of course you do. So please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7 by 7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. All right, yesterday I asked you how the bombs on a resistance bomber are released, and that is by a remote control unit. I think there are non-remote control unit ways of doing it, but in the movie, it's a remote control unit that we see dropping them. Today's question for you, who was Poe Dameron yelling at about the fact that a resistance bomber's bomb bay doors were not open? And that is going to do it for the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you take any awful risks with homing beacons, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com sw7x7. It's not an easy escape, it's destiny unleashed.